Welcome to the Progress of Unity podcast here at the uh, studios in Beach Hill, the book cycle, and uh, we've got four people with us this evening. Two of the regulars are missing. Mick is in the south of France, and uh, Paul is having a visit from the Queen this evening, so he's uh, had to do a little bit of tallying up and hoovering round and got the cupcakes out, I believe. Anyway, doesn't matter because we've got the four important guys here. You've got myself, Barry. I've got Gareth at the side of me. Doing Gareth? I'm doing fine, thank you. I've got Rob. Who's things, Rob? Fair to middling. Fair to middling. And I've got Dan. How are you doing, Dan? I'm all right, thanks, Barry. Thanks for, for asking. Good stuff. Well, we sound a little bit chirpy, and I don't think we should be really. <laughs> We've all been going on this week on on the football field, but anyway, let's get straight into it. On Saturday, uh, we had our first game of the season quite excited waiting for it like a little kid for Christmas but it ended up like one of those when you if you remember when you was about seven or eight and you and you wanted that that new spaceship or whatever and you got up Christmas morning and under the tree there was a big box wrapped up and you picked it up but as you picked it up you knew there was something wrong and you shook it slightly and you could feel all the parts inside had broken it was that sort of feeling for me very 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 let down um, after being on such a high waiting for the season to come but before we get into dissecting the game Gareth's got a few stats for us haven't you yes I have the stats from the game Wigan Athletic versus Reading possession 43% to the Latics and 57% to Reading shots we managed 8 Reading managed 11 of which well on target we managed 3 and Reading 4 we had 2 corners Reading 5 2 goals each and we managed to get out of jail with a late James MacArthur goal. And that is exactly what we did with the rest of jail. Um, first half, Rob, uh, I've heard people say they thought we, you know, we were the better side of the first half. I, personally, I didn't think we were. I thought it was pretty even. Two, they looked two poor sides to me in the first half. I thought we had a good 20-minute spell where we, we was well on top. Uh, and McManaman looked a real threat. Uh, but yeah, other than that, even first half, um, and we never really got going, did we? I don't think, I don't think they did. In all honesty, I think it was, it weren't a great spectacle at all. You know, bit but, of fits and starts. Yeah, there was no, there was no pattern to the game or free flowing football. There was a lot of mistakes. Um, I think it's that always. There's always nervous tension in that first game. People not sure what to expect. And I think that showed with her passing, uh, there weren't a great deal of confidence in her play or any rhythm. I, I, I can't seem to recall too many uh, passages of play where we put more than two passes together. It was sort of uh, a bit of a boot up field or a pass and then a, a run by someone. But one I do recall was there was a great little move, but there were two involving Riera. Uh, one where he chested it off. Uh, and I thought that was that was at the end of the move, and then another one when Rio got blocked off as well when he played a one-two with James MacArthur on the, the edge of yeah, the box. Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, I I, I didn't think uh, we, we had much to show. But Manuel, like you said, had, had a good spell for about twenty minutes, and he, he ripped that full back apart. But he scored the goal as well, didn't he? Yeah, it was a quality finish when it kept his cool, great composure, just lifted it over him. Yeah. And, and that was after an initial shot he had down where uh, Federici managed to parry the ball out and it fell to Wagon. And Wagon seemed to take an age from sat in the stands before he did something with it. But like um, like Rob says, he kept his cool, McManaman, didn't he? Yes. 
And actually, looking at the stats, I believe those were only two shots on target at the half. Am I correct? Of the three that we had in the game. And the third one came in the last minute. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll come to the second half in a minute. <laughs> Sorry, jumping I'm ahead gonna, of myself. I was going to come to that because... Uh, We'll leave that for the time being. We're still yeah. on a positive right now, aren't we? we on are, positive yeah. times. But when that goal went in, when that goal went in, Gareth, did you expect us to push on? I certainly did, yeah. And, and, and I don't know if you want to go to the second half now. But at half time, we sat there, one up, you know, we'll, we'll kick on now from here. And, and yeah. well, you know what happened. Well, the, the, where I was sat, the guy next to me said, there's a goal coming. Mm. And that was. 50 minutes, uh, 5 minutes into the second half and that goal, it was surprising the surprising thing was how long it did take to come because they was well on top Reading, well on top Yeah, I sit in the south stand um, and I'm, I was watching Reading sort of attack in the second half down the right hand side, as you said all the time, down the right hand side and they were they really well on top and it was just a matter of time before they scored, it mm. really was mm. I thought they came out in the second half and they played how Rosler speaks he wants us to play. They were hunting in packs of three, they were pressing high, they sussed out the McManaman threat, they put two players on him, just nullified him immediately. We was exposed down our left wing because we'd wag on who's never a left winger, not, not his fault, but he was playing, leaving Taylor isolated, Taylor didn't know whether to push on, drop back, he had a clue what to do because he was so exposed. Remind me of a little bit of Bosch a couple of seasons ago when we was in the Premier League and we saw Moses and it left him wide open. Yeah. Very similar sort of situation. Uh, but like Gareth says, it was wave after wave after wave. And we were just clearing our lines, weren't we? We weren't doing it with any conviction or purpose. It was just booting it. Well, we had, that was it. We had no one who wanted to put the foot on the ball, take the sting out of the game for five minutes. Because like I said, at that point, they was well on top. That was clear. And the... They bossed all that second half, didn't they? We needed someone to put the foot on it, uh, texting out of it. Like I said, Gomez was good at that. You've got Chris McCann who can do that, Watson who can do that. And unfortunately, the midfielders we had on had not had much of a pre-season and that did have a massive impact on the game for me. But then again, it's like I said, I, I think I tweeted Saturday, I think Rosler's always going on about playing an high-pressing game. We've not seen it yet. We've seen it... 20 minute spells last season and I know a big part of that could be because uh, fitness levels are not good and he said hang in there for a few weeks to live we've got everyone fit but last season when he was saying oh we've not had a full pre-season under our belt so it's difficult fitness wise so I'm worrying whether because of the pre lack of pre-season for some players is that is this season a write off you know what I mean mm -hmm. is that going to impact further down the line later on without being too critical of the gaffer uh, I think some of those reasons some uh, are reasons that some of our players have missed quite a chunk of pre-season is because they're picking up strains through overtraining in pre-season I think he might have been pushing them a little bit too hard that's you know the, some of the words that people have, have been using who are connected to the club you know so yeah. whether it, it's it's a case of him thinking I've got to get these lads fit to play my game and he's perhaps always on to it. Espinosa didn't play because of a back spasm didn't he on Saturday, is that right? Yeah he had a back spasm yeah, yeah. apparently he could hardly walk because right. I thought he would have brought a little bit of energy to that midfield which we, we, were, we were lacking. I felt sorry for Don Coe, I mean you've mentioned there about him about not having much of a pre-season and he didn't have much of a pre-season I thought he started the game for the first 15 to 20 minutes. He looked alright, he got his foot in. 
he seems to combine with James MacArthur. Oh, it, we, you know, MacArthur's playing a little bit further up, but Hughes, him and you seem to com- combine okay. But as the game went on, you could tell he was tiring and his performance was dropping and I felt a bit sorry for him. Yeah, well, if I was reading about Cowie on Cardiff websites and stuff like that and they're saying a big part of his game is his energy and how he arries and presses, makes opposition, you know, forces everything, things like that. And I think, again, evident like, that he couldn't get around that pitch like he wanted to and that, you know, he got too off at probably 10 minutes too late for me but then again it's not his fault really is it? it's it's just circumstances we've got at the minute we've just not got a fully fit squad have we mm. and talk of taking people off uh, obviously Sean Maloney came on down um, from my point of view I, he didn't look ready he didn't look ready to me and it's, again it's one of those things if they're not ready why bring <laughs> him on at that stage it's desperation isn't it Desperation, but desperation can lead to injuries, and then we could lose him again if he's if he's not fit enough. Because Rosler said he's not he's not fit enough, and I felt for him. Well, why put him on? I just can't understand that. As I said earlier, though, they were attacking down our left, and to take Wagon off from our left hand side and put Sean Maloney on, having taken our left back off, I thought that was a bit bizarre. Really. Do you think some of that was to give him some match fitness? Giving some match fitness with young lads in the under 21, surely that's what that's there for to, to bring you up to speed and get you something like. He's not trained all pre season, has he? I do believe we were still 1 0 up when he came on, is that correct? Or was it 1 0? No, it's been 1 0. It's been 1 0, okay. Well, there are goals only 6 minutes apart, 71 and 70, 70, well, 5 minutes, 71 and 76 yeah, it could have minutes. Been 1-0. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, 64 minutes, Sean, when yeah. he came on. So we was winning 1 0 when he came on. So that, that proves my point. If I had to brought him on, we'd have uh, we'd have won the game one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but well, uh, I, I, the second half, I just thought we were absolutely dreadful. Dreadful. Well, I'm not mourning, and I do realise it's the first game of the season, and there's loads of. But it has to be said, we were shocking. But if you rewind back to the first half, we started. We started. Boyce's back pass. I don't think we've mentioned that that half-hearted back pass. Oh no, we've not. That no. and Carson pulled off a terrific save to get us out of jail right early on. That yeah. was only five minutes or so, yeah. wasn't it? And they hit the post twice, didn't they? Yeah. Yes. We're all there. Look, there's, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. But all said and done, it was a poor performance. Then we move on, don't we? We got a yeah. point out of it. Yeah, yeah. it's a start, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's a poor performance, and we've got a point. We, I mean, it sounds like we played really well and ended up with nothing. Exactly, yeah. and that makes you feel a lot worse. Yeah. So you know, you know, we take take it into Saturday. They say it's a mark of a good team that when you play badly, you get something out of it, yeah. which we did somehow. But it's there. We've got a point. Yeah. It feels like we didn't get anything, but look at the table. Got a point. Yeah. Right, we had some players making the debut on, on Saturday, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll finish with it because we'll end up getting too depressed if we carry on <laughs> talking about that second <laughs> half. But. Um, Looking for the positives in the game, and we had um, Riera, Hughes, uh, Cowett and Taylor all started, and obviously James Tavernier came on uh, close to the end. Um, I'd like to start with, with Hughes, if, if I may. Um, a big lad, six foot one, um, on his train with us three times before the game, so obviously didn't know his, his, his mates that well in the system. But what a player he looks. Fantastic touch on him. Um, he had some little runs where he jinked in, in, in and out of players, like a slalom skier. 
uh, and not a bad delivery either from the car because he's taking all the corners, weren't he? Yeah, there was one occasion when he when he tracked back as well and put a great tattling. Um, yeah, he, you know he's an all-action type of player, isn't he? And we, there's a lot of potential there, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah I think he's going to be a good signing. I think uh, he's a good fan for us, really. He fits the bill. He's he's yeah. going to be young, hungry, and I think, like you said, his awareness was brilliant at times. I think he was the one we was looking to sort of dictate the play in that first half, and he made a couple of good long balls as well, didn't he? Uh, but yeah, not a bad debut at all, and I think once he gets more settled in, I think we'll start seeing some better performances. Of, of course, it was his ball that set up the chance in it in a way, wasn't it? I mean, uh, the only time we got into the box in the second half, we scored, so that shows we're getting people in the box. It does work, but it was a long pump from the halfway line, wasn't yeah. it? He found Riera, and he headed on to MacArthur. Riera, Riera, Riera. Oh, nice rendition there, Dan. Well, but how do we think Rio is it for his first game? Isolated, very, very isolated. No supply whatsoever. When he d- the touches, what he did have, he did pretty well. There was one in the first half, I think, what you said before, where he, he flicked it on with his chest, used his body well, kept the defender away, felt for the defender, knew where he was, flicked it past them, and then obviously the flick on for the header. So I think it. Although he's, I don't think he strikes me as your normal sort of target man. He can sort of do that job. We had too many long balls to him. Uh, I think he's probably used to it in his feet a lot more from where he's come from. He very nearly started with an own goal, if you remember. <laughs> he did, <laughs> yeah. He came he, off his head and hit the post, didn't yeah. he, from the corner. Yeah, he certainly did, yeah. But you're saying he's definitely not going to be on the Baselli? No, I think you can't write him off too early, can you? It's like they had... We had very, very little supply, like Barry's at nail on head, we got in the box once in the second half, and he's a box player, that's where yeah. he gets most of his goals, there's the videos of him on YouTube and whatnot, they're all in and around the box, if you're not in and around the box, you can't affect the game, can you? And we weren't, were we? So we've got, to, we've got to start playing to his strengths for me, that's, yeah. uh, but I think that, that's what we'll do. Yeah. Um, then uh, Cowie. Um, any thoughts on Cowie? Gareth, who you played? Tom Cowie? As you said earlier, he seemed to do all right first half, but soon tired, didn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, shouldn't be tiring first game of the season, though. Again, lack of match fitness. I mean, we've only played, how I many pre season one was have we played? Three? Four? Counting the Rochdale one, really. One was cancelled, wasn't it? Yeah, well, well I mean, so I think that German team on the first two, yeah, like Dusseldorf, Paderborn, it's about five or six, the Walsall. Yeah, you know, but perhaps three of those, we've, we've not played any other first team, or we've played a mixed bunch. Yeah, but you know. we had that many players missing. Yeah, yeah, so they've not really, I mean, there's no substitute for, for playing games, is there? Mm. If, 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 you, if you're training for a marathon, you, you run on the road, don't you? If, you, if you're training for a triathlon, you go swimming and biking. With football, you play football to, to get up to speed. That's right, but this is what Roslo likes to do. He likes to rotate the squad, get a new set in every single game, pretty much. I know it's not the same as last year where we've got all those Europa games coming thick and fast, but I guess old habits die hard. He's going to carry on playing like that, carry on mm. managing like that, I think. I think he will do for the early part of the season. 
while we've got these fitness issues and I think he's not got much choice to do that at the minute because of the fitness levels certain players are at mainly all their midfielders so I think you're going to see a lot of that you'll see a more settled back four or back three whenever he wants to play uh, and maybe Riera will probably be a, a nailed on starter as well but I think as the season goes on and players are building match fitness I don't think you'll see him rotating certainly not to the degree of last season where he's four or five changes every game I think it's more than likely going to be one or two and I, but I think you can expect that from maybe sort of October onwards Yeah, uh, The last player to make his debut uh, for the full game was, was uh, Andrew Taylor played at left back um, he got a bit isolated I felt but he made one challenge in the first half which was outstanding on the halfway line um, and he had one opportunity to break and he, he seemed to put the brakes on on the halfway line he robbed the right winger and made it to the halfway line and didn't know what to do he looked lost sounds like there's a lot of isolation going on in this game Barry did this game take place on a desert island well I think like where Rob's talking about the fitness I think that's what it was there was no support for the players on the ball there was people leaving it to other other players to do the work it was very disjointed. It was, it was very disjointed, and I've mentioned it a few times. The Waggon on the left didn't work for me. It's not a criticism of Martin Waggon because he's a, a you know he's a cracking player, but there I don't think it was right. I think an extra man in midfield and probably two up front might have been better. Yeah. Anyway, we had a we had a chance to uh, blow it all out of our system on Tuesday <laughs> to get everything sorted and. You know, knuckle down. We're a good cup team, but unfortunately, that's gone for a Burton this season <laughs> because um, we came up against Burton. And <laughs> I think Barry's been stealing some of Gareth's jokes here. No, 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 no. I think Gareth's been stealing some of my jokes. <laughs> uh, obviously, it was played at the uh, at Burton Albion's ground, which is the Pirelli Stadium. You know, and there was a lot of tyre references came out last night about it. You know. How, Tired of the plated yeah. players, the letters all deflated, etc., 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 and it got that bad that it was all worried thin and uh, it left me treading on water. And Burton were galvanised. They were, but no matter how much we joke about it, how much we laugh about it, League Two Burton Albion. Mm. Now I know all the Championship clubs went out to League Two sides, but it, I don't care. I'm not bothered about other Championship clubs. Concerned about us. We went out to a League Two side and Gareth's got the stats. And I think the stats paint a picture about the game as well. Well, before I come out with the stats, the Brewers drove us to drink, didn't they? Well, because <laughs> <laughs> the nickname's the Brewers. Yeah, well, it's not that old for us to be drinking to drink, is it? <laughs> right, shots 15 to Burton, 8 to Wigan. On target, 4 to Burton, 3 to Wigan. Corners, 5 to Burton. Seven to Wigan Athletic, and sadly we lost two one. We lost two one. Uh, the one, a good goal from Mark Antoine Fortuné, individual goal. If anybody's seen it, got received the ball back to goal about twelve yards out. A couple of players around him did a nice little shift there, turned in the box and hit it low into the bottom corner. Well taken, great goal. Uh, again, should we build on it? We all expected that's it. We've broken now. We're going to build. And then right on that, well, two minutes since the stoppage time at the end of the first half, drop a concentration again, and bang, the bloke free on the six-yard box, free to start at all. Unbelievable, unbelievable. 
And then uh, in the second half, obviously they they uh, they banged it over, and uh, and that was it. And we even threw Grant Salt on. Number forty-two. Yeah. Number forty-two. Somebody said he's at his waist size, which I found a bit of. But because he did look a little bit slim last night, he looked trim. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I felt sorry for him. Um, again, if you don't get the service, you're not going to score any goals, are you? The dinner service. If, <laughs> so, anybody shot that we went to Albion? Um, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get to see the game last night because of work commitments, but you look through that 11 choices, you know, Al Habzi, Barney, Ronya, Ramis, Fortune, Wagon, Espinosa, Maloney, who've all played to a very, very high standard. FA Cup winners are there, aren't they? Yeah, World Cup players. Yeah. And we lost to Burton. Yeah. No disrespect to Burton. No disrespect, but them players should be of a high enough quality to... Edwards played at back for them. Not good enough to make it into our development squad. We let him go. Is it Phil Edwards, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, I think... Uh, it's obvi- Obviously, I think we're going to be gutted about that. Because, like I say, you look at that team out there, and they're the players who's going to be fighting for a place inside this team. Mm. So, and I, you know, I had a few mates who went down, I didn't go myself, and he said they were, they were lacking in fight at times. We didn't match them. You know, you've got to earn the right, haven't you? Playing desire. teams like that, you've, you've got to match them. for desi- Like you said, desire, you've got to get stuck in. And, and there were none of that. And, like I said, them stats tell a story. And we got battered off a League Two team. Yeah. So it could be a blessing in disguise in a way because if we'd have gone on a, it's a little distraction, isn't it? If we go, if you're going on a cup run when you're trying to get promotion, but I'm a firm believer in winning teams breed winning teams breed winning teams. You, you win as many games as you can, mm. and uh, you know getting getting set. It's a setback. It is definitely a setback. You could see it in Rosler's face last night. It was a big setback. He, he couldn't believe that we'd lost to Burton Albion. He's not on his own either. Not on his own. Well, I thought Burton played a very, very, very good cup game, especially in those last 20, 25 minutes when we thought, oh, it's a little bit early for him to sit back. But it turned out that gamble paid off. Well, they had another three well. chances, though, didn't they? Towards yes, the indeed. You know, the, game, on the, break. the game really opened yeah. up because of that. It became a proper cup tie. Yeah. It was more interesting to listen to, yeah. but it would have been even more interesting if we won. What did Neil River make of it? He was not a happy bunny <laughs> after the game. Yeah, seriously. well, that's it. If Neil Rimmer's saying it's not great, you know it's not because he's he's always sort of upbeat, isn't it, Neil? You can what you can listen to it and think, oh, it's, it seems like we've played all right there, and then you would speak to people who's been in the show, you know, it wasn't that that good. So if Neil Rimmer's saying it's bad, you know, it can't it can't be great. Uh, I thought the, the the commentator was excellent. Last yes, night. yeah. He, he was. You could hear uh, in the background other commentators. It must be a small press box, and he was a step ahead every time of the yeah. player with, with the other guy. I thought he, he was fantastic. A, a, a bonus as well in his, for him. Uh, he knew the Latics players. He knew the names. 
Well, the other guy we had didn't, and he used to say there's a Wigan player yeah. on the ball. I mean, he did well with Burton players. It can't be yeah. easy. You know, it's not like he'd be watching League Two football every week, is it? So, you know, he did well. He picked all their names up. Well, we think he did. He must have just been making it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anybody comes here for all yeah. we know, but I know uh, he was a uh, councillor sheriff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fantastic, brilliant. At one point, he said, MacDonald is uh, marking Holt. Which I thought wasn't sort of a little bit strange. It's usually the other yeah. way around. Yeah, yeah, usually the other way around, yeah. Holt's making his mark up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Shout out to Ashley Harrison, the commentator. Ashley Houghton. Yes. Oh, is that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Top draw, mate, if top you're listening. Draw. Well top done. Top draw. Uh, so, look a bit disappointing to go out, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when we got promoted last time from this league, we got knocked out in the first round stage. Uh, and that was against a bottom tier team as well. So, yeah. see, it's not a big deal, but the concerning thing was the performance. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's not really about the result last night. Well, you know, because we're not—that's not our focus or our aim this season. Plus, we're bother with big cups. So, uh, <laughs> I think it's the performance in it. What what we've heard said, and that is slightly worrying when every single one of them plays is. In contention for a team, uh, place in the team, I want to be in the team. Yeah. So from that degree, yeah, it's disappointing. The bench, I've got to mention the bench last night. I mean, there's some surprising names on there. Uh, number one was Alt. I was very surprised to see Grant Alt on. I, I was pleased that he was there because hopefully him and Rosler are, are you know, patching things up because there could be a time when we need him. You know, it's, it's sooner have Grant Alt on your side than. Than what, like you know, he, he can't be bothered. He's not, you know, he's not asked about it. Well, but then we had uh, Cho was on the bench, weren't he? And Jennings and uh, so, uh, Flores, yeah, yeah. two local lads, two Wiganers there, mm. and Jennings and Flores, so two Aspel lads as well. Yeah. Was isn't Cho a Wiganer? He's from Billings, though. Mm. Yeah. Is that my count? Well, you know, it's just not. I was born in Billings. I'm well, I was born in Billings too. Yeah, I was born in hospital, wasn't yeah. there? For a few hours. <laughs> yeah, doesn't, doesn't count. No, Got out of there as soon as possible. Yeah. yeah. When the upcaps missing. Was Jennings on the bench? I'm just thinking if he was. He was. He was, yeah. So, two two local lads on the bench last night. Or three if we look at Tim Chow in there. Yeah. yeah. Which is a good sign. That's, that's good. Well, they didn't It'd get be nice to have one of them to have come on, though, wouldn't it? Well, that's what I mean. I think. You might as well have played them, give them some game time, good experience for them. Yeah. But, you know, it, suppose Rosler in the back of my mind thinking, oh, I want to get through this cup time. But in answer, it's easy for it to say, oh, I should have given them a run out. But it's just the way it's gone. Going back to what you were saying about Grant Hall, I'd like to see that situation sorted out before the end of the transfer window. I'm sure all Attics fans would have this alleged 20 odd grand a week for Grant Holt and the two year contract, two years left of his contract. It's a situation that needs sorting at Wigan Athletic, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is, yeah. That might be one of the old books in bringing new players in. Hmm. You know, if, if we're at the end of our budget. It's, it's swallowing up big yeah, words, isn't yeah. it? That's the thing. I think, I've no doubt we've been trying to get something sorted all summer. Yeah. It's not materialised, has it? But one thing in effect, there's still a few, well, two weeks, over two weeks at transfer window to go, and clubs are going to lose players, they're going to need to replace them. You know, they, we'll have that phone until that last minute. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. mobile. T- talking about the players leaving before we come to players coming in, there was a couple of rumours on 
uh, over the weekend about um, first of all Manaman and then Alabse, uh, b- both supposedly attracting interest from Celtic. I don't know. I think the Ali Abzi one makes sense personally. I think I meant, we might have mentioned it last season. Uh, I think we've got three excellent keepers at this club. Ali Abzi's on massive wages. Um, you know, he's a bit of an asset. We'd get a few million quid for him, possibly what between three and five, something like that. Uh, that frees up, you know, wage budget. We can probably bring in another loan, possibly a good quality one. Uh, let's say a few quid in the bank and I think Carson and Nichols between them you can always use the emergency loan market for keepers or there's the young lad Connor Keane coming through who's meant to be moulding into the number moulding into the number one apparently oh. but hasn't Nichols gone on loan recently within the last week well he was on the bench last night so oh was he okay. yeah. yeah. sorry alright ah, so I think that Ali obviously wanted it make sense really. also apparently uh, Middlesbrough are interested in him as well I tell you what, they're spending some money then, man. Yeah. Sand, um, who did they sound? Adam Clayton off Huddersfield. Yeah. yeah. Be a good signing. They're, yeah. they're going to do well this season. I thought I have chips on his yeah. mind. Yeah. Dark horses. Yeah. After us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're going to do yeah, well. There's a long, long way to go, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, possibly see some movement going out. Uh, we've lost one, haven't we? One Carlos Garcia has gone on one to Tenerife. Ah, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, he's gone for a year in the Secunda League. Are you sure he just didn't go for a holiday, though? No, no, they've two teams down. They've given us a few quid for a few pesetas. He's been on holiday here for two years, haven't he? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went over to Brazil for two months. Yeah. And there's been a bit more on the old Adam Forshaw today. I don't know if anybody's seen it. Uh, the Forshaw saga. The Forshaw saga. Apparently, um, the, he's training on his own now. Uh, Warburton. He sends it like a right clone to me, and I mean that, a right clone, uh, said that um, he's had his ego ma- massaged, for sure, and, uh, but he can understand it when you know, clubs are coming in for him, he can understand that. Uh, so, to me, he sounds like uh, Warburton's the, the guy who wants his ego massaging. And he said, I did notice him at the club on uh, Monday having a bit of treatment on his hamstring, which is apparently tweaked. And for a manager to say something like that about one of his players, I thought it was disrespectful. And he's accusing other people of being disrespectful. Well, we know, we know what they are anyway, don't we? We know what they are. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think anything will come of that yet? Do you think? Yeah. I think we're, we're just going to bad our time. We're, he's uh, been isolated for sure now, hasn't he? Training on his own. Uh, it doesn't look like there's going to be a way back for him at the minute, uh, playing again for Brentford. Uh, whether they're trying to, it seems to me they're trying to start some sort of a bidding war for him, get as much money in for, uh, as they can. Uh, just going to have to wait and see. I don't think, I don't want us to pay over the odds for him. I think that 40% sell on fee is why they're trying to push the transfer fee up, but they're compar- comparing it with stupid transfers, isn't they? So. But yeah, can you compare one transfer with another? Because everything's individual anyway, isn't it? You know, the, 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 I know you might say, you know, this this lad went for so much, and you know you've got to take it length for contract, position the player. Strike has got for a premium, as we know. Asim Belong has gone for eight million pound. A League One striker. That's ridiculous. So they're, they're trying. He tried comparing them to. There's always a premium on strikers. Plus, he had a four-year contract at Peterborough. Farshaw's got two to run. 
it's it's not our fault that they've got a forty percent selling fee. We've offered his problem his market value probably. Mm. But the fact that they've got to give forty percent to Everton, they just want to hang on to the fee. But now what they've done with with him training on his own, I can't see a way back for him at Brentford. So. Th- they're probably now going to have to take less money than what they would have done. So talking about uh, another thing he was speaking about in the paper was that uh, he said uh, the current transfer window closes at the end of this month, but then again the loan market opens up. Uh, so whether he's thinking of letting go, or he's just full of bullshit anyway, and say it's full of bullshit. They're yeah, the midfielders today, aren't they, Brentford? The I think so. Yeah, he just likes talking to press. That he does. Yeah. yeah. Can we do a man-for-man swap? Hope for Farshaw. Sounds like a fair deal to me. It does, yeah. Maybe they'll go Premier for League that. striker. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll go for that. And uh, the other, the other transfer, uh, uh, we were linked with Chris Wood from Leicester, who uh, Leicester agreed a fee with Wolves for, but uh, Wood himself has turned down the move, hasn't he? Yeah, he's uh, not agreed terms. No, so yeah. I'm wondering if it's opened the door a little bit and. We should be going back in there. Maybe that's why he's turned the offer down. He's maybe got offers from elsewhere. Yeah. Oh, well, club's interested. Yeah. Uh, maybe hanging out for a better club or more money. I've not seen much of him, but what I have seen, he, he's a very, he looks like a very industrious striker to me, a hard worker. Mm. Uh, and he's young as well, isn't he? I think he'd score a few goals. I think he's not done brilliant everywhere he's been. I think he did... Very well, was it Millwall where he did exceptionally well? I think he was bagging him in for fun there. Uh, I think West Brom, he weren't getting a lot of game time, was he? No. Uh, but yeah, I think I think he'd do well for us if we managed to get him. Certainly improve us. Right, anyway, move on to uh, Saturday now. <clears throat> We've got a big game coming up against the Addicts down at the Valley with Charlton Athletic. Um, Referee for this game, Andy Durso, if we know Andy Durso. Premier League ref. Well, he was until he got booted out for being crap. Okay. (laughs) We had him last season, he was alright. Yes. He was alright. Gareth, sort of start of Chelsea, lad. Well, as we know, we've only played one game. Yeah. Uh, Actually, well, they've played two games, of course. One game in the league. Uh, Brentford won, Charlton won. Um, Brentford managed to equalise after 85 minutes. Not not a bad result against the uh, Europe against English Barcelona, that you know. <laughs> Last night they played in the League Cup and managed a 4-0 victory. Yeah. Charlton four, Colchester nil. Right. Yeah. The League Two side yeah. dispatched of them. Oh, Ten men, League Two side. Were they? And to be fair, Charlton were at home. Charlton were. Ten at men after 20 odd minutes. Right. No. Any standout performers, Charlton? Well, I watched the extended highlights of the Brentford game the other day, um, and I've got to say, they was unlucky enough to win the game, Charlton. They did well. They had a one-on-one with the keeper in the first half. Probably should have done better. That would have put them one up. They went one-nil up with a goal, and then about 10, 15 minutes later, they hit Brentford on the counter-attack. Basically, they missed an open goal at the bar, and then Brentford snatched a late equaliser. So, you know, they, they had seven new starters in the team. They had seven debutants. They've got uh, a new manager in. So, 
it's one of them teams you're not sure what they're going to do this season but they looked alright in that Brentford game was, I thought they might struggle this season they still might do but they looked okay they could have won that game 3-0 another day at Brentford which would have been an excellent result I think they only lost 5 at home or 4 at home last season Brentford best record in League 1 so I think we're in for a tough test a tough test Dan yeah it's going to be the Sea of Red down there is it the Valley the play yeah. the Valley yeah and the Blood Red Sea Jonathan Jackson plays for him doesn't he yeah Johnny Jackson oh, captain. captain oh dear that so, was a shrewd signing wasn't it yeah. very quickly chief executive to for the Addicts what's going on yeah I think we'll look forward to it though even though the last two performances have not been good. Who was the manager? Only changed it, haven't they, this summer? I think. Uh, yeah, it was all who went to Blackpool. Blackpool, Jose Regal left yeah. after about 70 days or something daft, and then I can't think who. This, well, Bobby Peters. Bobby Peters. Yeah, Bobby Peters. Yeah. Dutch man. Ah. What do you think, how do you think we're going to do down there, Gareth? I think we're going to lose 2 0. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, and I hope I'm wrong, but I was very disappointed last week against yeah. Reading. I really was. I think without Scott Carson pulling off three or four really good saves and the get out of jail at the end. Can you see us going with the same back four as what we had on, on Saturday? Or do you think we might go with a back three and two, two wing backs? I think that's probably more favourable. Back, back three and two wing backs. Yeah. Yeah, Boyce, I hope he wakes up because Boyce is an excellent player and I don't like criticising Sir Emerson, as, as Mick often calls him, fantastic player, but he had a day off last week for me. Keenan did well. Who's going to come in? Ramis, Barnett, I don't know. Uh, Rob? I think we're going to see a similar team against Reading. I think that's why I made so many changes last night. I think he's trying to keep players fresh or get them fitter. I think Fortune has done enough to have a run out after uh, his yeah. cameo on Saturday and his performance last night. I will not off Saturday's performance. Yeah. Uh, did, did you know he ended a 1,011 minute goal drought last night for us with that goal? I'm not surprised it's that long to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think he's probably going to do enough to get a run out. I don't know how we're going to say, but you play him, you're not going to play him before Riera. He, he's sort of going to play that main striking role and we don't seem to play anyone in and around him so and I think Fortuna you're not going to play mate wide so I don't I don't see him pushing for a, set, a starting spot I think he's mainly going to come off the bench possibly to replace Riera or a tactical swap for you know like they did weekend left back or whoever it was who come off mm. unless Holt starts alongside him that was Holt's first start uh, or first appearance since Boxing Day really? yeah the start of the calendar year. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be a difficult game, but football changes quickly. It does, as yeah. we know. And yeah, people yeah. are down in the dumps. All it takes, an early goal set, they get some confidence going. So all it takes, click. Players been training for a few weeks, well, another week together. Use, not play, only played for a few days with the new lads. Start building uh, partnerships on that in that midfield I think that's what's key uh, and I'm hoping we're going to get something I'm not saying we're going to win because we was you know we looked disjointed like Gareth said earlier but I think Ros it nail on head I think why we're getting our players fit 
I think we've got to just get what we can from games. I think we'll get a point. Point. Point for Rob. Dan? I actually agree. I wouldn't read too much into Tuesday because there were so many changes. Although I think there may be one or two at the weekend. I'm not going to predict them. I'm just going to say... Listening to the game on the radio, it sounded like Fortune may have worked his way onto the bench and maybe a subs appearance for the last 10-15 minutes. So... Maybe he's not so much the forgotten man anymore. But, yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be something like one all, nil-nil, and that would be a good performance considering we've not been too great in the last couple of games. It's going to take a while. I don't think it's just going to come in one big game. I don't think we're going to pile all the goals in 7-nil or something stupid like that. I think it's going to take a couple of weeks, maybe even a month, for us to come round to the sort of farm that we're looking for. And it's a case of, in the meantime... Just accumulate some points. Anything yeah. that we can get. I think he's desperate to get Maloney in the, in the league side. Me, I think he's desperate because there's no creativity in that midfield, and uh, to have him in and around, linking between the midfield and, and the attack, he's he's desperate for it to happen. Uh, whether he throws him in on Saturday or not, I don't know. And it, it, for me, it would be too soon because he's he's so far off the pace. It's it's not fair on, on Maloney. He'll end up. In the pool um, again, again, again. I'd be tempted to make some changes at, at the back me because I, I just didn't. We didn't look right. We didn't look right at all. Putch is a shoe in. Um, we've only got one left back really. I know we've got two, but one of them's he's not. He wasn't even on the bench on Saturday. Were Taylor Sinclair? So I think Taylor will be in. So you stick in the middle. I'm surprised Ramis didn't start on Saturday, uh, but. Uh, I think Keenan is Rosler's man. He's nailed on. He's nailed on to start. So it's, I think it's between Boyce and Ramis for, for this, this partnership, and then uh, just see what happens from there. Using McCarthy in midfield, whether Kerry gets in there or Espinosa. Apparently Espinosa didn't play very well last night. So um, again, it's a bit, you know, he's come back late from World Cup. Not much pre-season injury along the way. It's not going to be easy, is it? It's ah, not. But we know the real reason. It's because he shaved his hair. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, the Oakley syndrome. Yeah. Not the Oakley, who was it? Samson. That's the one, Delilah. Oh, Samson. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think we'll do very well to get a point. But uh, I'm always optimistic, so I'm going to say two 0 win. I think uh, an early goal under a load of pressure, and then we'll have a break near the end, and, and we'll soccer up. And we'll do them 2 0. I hope you're uh, right. Yeah, I don't see it like that. But that's the I mean, last season, some of our, our away. Oh, we, we are an away side, aren't we? We'll be turning into an away team over the past. Even with Martinez yeah. here, we was an away side. Um, maybe, you know, we, we've still got those, that. that Outlook. You played like the away side at all last week. <laughs> and last did. night as well. We did, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to it though anyway. I'll be there Saturday. It's an early start for us. Are you going down? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. They're expecting a big crowd, aren't they? They've, some promotions are on us. Oh, you know, it's it they charged us full whack. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I think when I say promotions, I don't mean ticket prices. I think they've got some activities going on. Oh, right. I'm surf at Match Me, Barry. Sort everything out. Yeah, yeah. You're not <laughs> well, apart from the elf. I'm interested in cheerleaders. Ah, no, I'll yeah. skip that. Yeah. I'll be in the pub. 
Uh, right, so, and then, uh, <laughs> before we're back here in the studio, we've got another game as well, we've got Cardiff away. Um, tough game. Um, although they weren't that impressive last week, they're uh, going to be a tournament and they've got some, some big players. Obviously Taylor and Cowie going back, it's going to be interesting. Uh, what, anything Gareth on Cardiff? Well, they played at Blackburn, and Kenwyn Jones scored after 18 minutes. Anyway, finished up one each. When they were relegated in May last year, they managed three wins in 17 games under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So, I don't know what to say either. What happened to Solskjaer? <laughs> Did they sack him? No, no, he's still there. Oh, is he? Still on the sidelines, smiling. They've got Peter Whittington, Adam Lafondre, Makeda, their biggest threat without doubt is Whittingham on set pieces they've got a big side as well yeah. I think that I don't know if you heard the bit the commentator said he's been staying behind every training session he's been spending a lot of time on his set piece he was already top draw for me mm. but you can tell he's even better than he was in some of them corners he was whipping in mm. where we've been defending you know, we've got to get tight in that box, especially to Jones. He's good in the air. Yeah. We've signed Anthony Pilkington today, haven't we? Yeah, Have they? So. Yeah. yeah. From Norwich as well. Right. Yeah. Go so, no, oh, oh, the winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin winger. Pilkington. The winger. Sorry. Used to be at... Uh, Is this guy slab, isn't he? Yeah, he used to be at Uddersfield. Uddersfield. Yeah. We, we were linked with him, weren't we? Yeah, good player. Yeah. Are we re-recording that? Yeah, he was, he's, a, he's a good player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I always liked him. Yeah. Uh, somebody's trying to get through on the phone lines there. Uh, uh, but who here, Russ, Russler? I don't know who that is. Can't see. think. Yeah, can't think. Microwave burgers. <laughs> <laughs> so, what can we see as a game thing down at Ninian Park? As it's now called, what's it called now? Oh, the City of Cardiff Stadium. The City of like Cardiff, yeah, Barcelona were there, weren't they? Real Madrid were there. Very impressive. No, it was at the thingy, wasn't it? Was it Millennium? No, they played at Cardiff City's ground. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. I didn't even know. Real Madrid v uh, Sevilla, wasn't it? Yeah, I had, uh, whilst I was listening to the maps last night, I thought yeah. that was on telly. Yeah, it's distracting. So, do you think we'll get anything, Gareth, going at uh, Cardiff? I'm sorry, I feel really negative. I've been, I've been more negative this week than I have been in the last two seasons, but <laughs> I was very disappointed with the way they, we, we, that we played last week and with their players and their attacking threats I can't see us getting anything I'm sorry no. uh, I disagree I think Gareth touched on it before he's saying how many wins Solskjaer's had Cardiff have had at home they've got really poor form I know it's a different league new season but they're not used to winning at home and I think they'll have a higher expectation levels this season and Solskjaer he couldn't fail could he last season because if he two come down it was probably expected from when he came in they were bottom at league anyway. It's going to change this season. Them expectation levels, he's got to meet them or he's out the door. And like I said, they're not used to winning. I think we'll get something there. Uh, Dan? Well, I'm not expecting a lot, but I do think if we can pull off a win, that really could kickstart the season, could get us going. More realistically, I don't want to predict a lose. I don't want to predict a loss. So I'm going to say to all, uh, well, I'm with you. Now. I think we'll we'll get a draw though. I, I think we'll uh, I think we'll draw because uh, I, I don't rate Solskjaer as a, as a boss at all. I think uh, like like Rob says, he's under a lot of pressure already. Um, 
that owner's volatility um, and, and the fans are expe- will be expecting him you know, to, to walk that league so I think we'll make it difficult and uh, we'll, we'll get a point ok mm. right before we finish tonight I just want to mention something to the listeners we play Bolton Wanderers on the 7th of November it's been brought forward from the 8th now, the 7th is a Friday night unfortunately and on the 8th of November we planned to do the walk to Bolton as we usually do for the charities and this year it was for for uh, a little girl in Wigan who's my son's little girl, my granddaughter, Tilly. She's been quite poorly. She was born with a, a defective heart and she's been in and out of Alder Ray since she was born. She's 18 months old now. She's had six operations, one for 10 hours, one for eight hours, massive, massive operations. And we just thought it'd be a nice thing to uh, give something back to Alder Ray. They're building a brand new hospital and they've set up this charity fund and they're trying to, they've all sorts of projects going on and it's absolutely wonderful what they're doing. They're trying to raise 30 million pound. So obviously, with the with uh, the, the the game being brought forward, it's made it impossible to do the walk because we'd have to set off at half past two in the afternoon. People are at work, kids are at school, and it just wouldn't have worked. So I've had a good think about it, and what I've decided to do, I've brought it forward, and I brought it forward to the eleventh of October, which is a Saturday. Now, some people ask, "Well, what are you doing that for? It's Saturday, eleventh of October? Why? I go to the football. Well, don't worry about it because there's no football that day." Because it's an international break. England are playing. Oh, well, you won't watch England, do you? Well, they don't play on a Saturday. They play on the Friday night. So there's no football. Unless you're one of these who want to go and watch, you know, non-league football. Because it's also non-league day that day. But even so, don't worry about that. Because it'll all be wrapped up for half past one. So you'll be able to keep your, your nerdy non-league stuff and come and do the walk. And what the walk is going to be is if we're going to set off in the DW Stadium at 10.30 in the morning... I've heard that Neil Rimmer is going to be joining us, maybe Jonathan Jackson. That's not nailed on yet, but Jonathan Jackson maybe. Uh Osler may be cutting the ribbon, so to speak, so that we can get on our way. So Latics are going to be involved in this. And we're going to walk through Wigan, we're going to walk up Skulls and Welly to, uh, to the, the, uh, the Rose Leisure Club, where there'll be free hot pot on for everybody. I've done this, I've organised it. So there's going to be free hot pot, you've got to get yourself a beer or a drink or whatever you want. Then we're going to walk up to Aeol and then down through the plantations back to the DW Stadium. And that's it. Uh, it's going to be absolutely brilliant if you can come. I'm not too fussed about getting sponsorship. If people want to get sponsored and put some money in, brilliant. I'm not saying, oh, that's fantastic. And, but I'm not badgering people for money. What I'm badgering people for is to come along and join us. Because the show of numbers uh, gets people talking and what you're doing this for. Now you might say, Alder Ray, that's Liverpool. But there's so many kids from Wigan and surrounding areas go to Alder Ray that I was tell- just talking to a, a lad today saying, telling him about this walk. And he said, oh, I was in Alder Ray, I had some kidney problems. And, you know, that's a number of times that's happened to me, you know, over the past few weeks. So what I'm saying is, uh, please, please, please come and support this, this walk. It's uh, usually we have a captive audience because we go to Bolton and we're taking at least a thousand people, and somewhere between three and five hundred of those will walk with us because it's, it's captive. It's the thing to do. This is different. You have to make an effort to come for this one. And the uptake, I'm a bit worried that the uptake's not going to be as good. So that's why I'm pleading and putting out a public appeal for people to come with us. So far, I've got 50 people registered, and I've got uh, pledges from a lot more than 50. But 
sometimes they, they don't turn up on the day, you know, but, but we want, I want people to come. Uh, what I'd like you to do is register, please, at Walk for Tilly, that's W-A-L-K, number four, Tilly, T-I-L-L-Y, at hotmail.com. That's Walk for Tilly at hotmail.com and I'll send you um, a pack with everything, all the details you need. Also, there is a Facebook page called Walk for Tilly. And if you go onto that, I'd be really appreciated if, if you uh, like the page. That's all you need to do. If you want to donate, brilliant. If you don't, it doesn't matter, but please come and join us. Is that all right? How are we going, guys? Oh, I'll be there. That's I'll massive. be there. Unfortunately, I can't be there, Barry. I'm otherwise indisposed at that weekend. Oh, yeah. But I am going to be there in, in spirit. spirit, yeah. Oh, right. Either that or in a mascot suit. Right. In a what suit? Uh, in, uh, in my best suit. Oh, mascot suit, suit. Yeah, yes, in... yes, yes, yes. Right, okay, so thank you for that, and uh, what for Tilly? Join Team Tilly. Right, Team Tilly. On that note, it's a good night from me. Good night from, good night from us. song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now. Everybody down, so don't worry. 
Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Now there is this song I wrote. I hope you learned it note for note, like good little children. Don't worry. Be happy. To listen to what I say in your life. Expect some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Be happy now. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't do it. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry. Be happy. I'm not worried.